0: Uh, What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Laser <laughs> Source Podcast. It is a good day to be here, and uh welcome to all of our regulars, Matt, Kyle, and Boyce. And uh Michael's here from Laser Engraving Nine One One. Go yeah, ahead, buddy. man. Don't let me stop you. You work on getting your stream live. I will. <laughs> Michael's uh <laughs> streaming to his channel, Laser Engraving Nine One One, right now, as well as he likes to do from time to time when he visits us over here, but what's up everybody, welcome. Uh, I'm super excited to be here today because we are for the first time going live on Laser Everything TV, which is pretty rocking. It's pretty freaking cool actually. And some things changed a little bit, but not much. The highlighted comments look a little bit different now. So it's a work in progress. I have to do some backend stuff, between this episode and the next one to get the other guys to be able to do this too. (laughs) Because right now I'm the only one who can click the button, but we are working on something to be able to like share highlighting comments between team members. In the meantime, I will do my very best to keep my eyes out for your comments and questions so we can throw them up on the screen for you. And if you guys see something and I'm just not seeing it, just read it out loud. I mean, there's no reason not to do that. I'll try to find it in the background while we wait for answers, but that's that. I mean, this is pretty cool. So if you guys check out the the new feed here, you can see uh, we've got kind of like the labels, the OBS labels are working now. So we can see our most recent super chatter was director of awesome who gave that not $100 answer, a $100 super chat. So it was really cool. Thanks again, director. We can see the sub count, which is cool. I really like that. Uh, The most recent gifter. Uh, if somebody gifts memberships to the channel like when blonde fox did that those 25 was just like and then uh, we can see our most recent subscriber too which is reginaldo vieira uh which is pretty cool hi reginaldo yeah and uh live chats there guys and a bunch of other stuff but i want to welcome you all here thank you so much again for joining us on the laser source podcast And uh, I have something very cool coming that's going to be a lot of fun and a lot of entertainment. He's so excited about this thing. I've
1: heard you, I've heard you whispering about it and I'm getting very excited about it. Whatever it is.
0: Dude, it's called the Kron Technologies Kronos and it shoots 40,000 frames per second. You need like, bum bum. Yeah. It's like, it's like borderline (laughs) slow mo guys level slow like yeah. it's it's starting to get into like what they can do of course the resolution is going to be poor cuz it's not a phantom flex yeah <laughs> you know what i mean so it's yeah. not like a $180,000 camera but it should allow us to see the individual pulses of the laser so are you going to maybe add a little pixie
1: dust like i did to help kind of capture that you Dude, may not I, need the IR camera, you I may don't just think need I'm, to add some So, the so
0: here's the thing it has a user removable IR filter. Oh first of all. So well. <laughs> you can literally just pull the IR filter off of the sensor. The second thing is it's compatible with a microscope lens. So I'll be able to actually get down to like the size where you're looking at the individual like a sewing machine. Because when you zoom out and speed up to real time the laser just looks like a fan right it's just wow yep and if you slow that down what it really is is the galvo going wah 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 and it's just moving really really fast so it appears like a fan but really it's a line that's just moving back and forth really fast if you slow that down and you know this these are pulsed lasers so that beam that's moving back and forth right. isn't really a beam. No, It's a bunch of little pulses, and we're gonna try to capture those pulses at 40,000 frames per second mm-hmm. with the Kronos. I, I have
1: no doubt that you will capture it in all of its glory.
0: I'm really excited to be able to share that with people. One thing too that
2: Willie Sims just mentioned in chat, he said it would be really cool to see the different materials and the reflection, the reflective properties that we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we had talked about. Like One of the first things that I said to Alex was, wouldn't it be cool as hell if you could like film infrared and instead of telling everybody, like we've been telling you, hey, wear the glasses, even if you're not like 45 degrees off or whatever, you know, like just because the saturation of the space with infrared. And he goes, well, actually it will film it. And I was like, yes. And so, like, if you can actually show people, like, the flashes of light that are happening in such quick succession. The other thing, too, that I thought would be really cool is being able to show people frequency or
0: something really cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Frequency would be really easy to show because if you get the camera focused on a material and you set it to 25 kilohertz at a fast speed like a thousand you're gonna see x number of pulses within a certain amount of space and then if you turn that speed way down you're gonna see way more pulses in a smaller area because it's the literally the galvanometer mirror is pushing that beam across slower totally. with the same number of pulses so you're pushing your pulses together We'll be able to explain a lot of concepts about lasers in ways that we've never even been able to think about doing before. Yeah, that's awesome. It's really cool. By the
2: way, there was a question that we missed from Cuban Cracked that asked Michael, how much did that laser cost? I don't know if that's something you covered in the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I covered it. Yeah, so you can actually get it uh, directly from SFX, and I think it hovers somewhere around 15 to 16K. It's really, I told you, it's not a lot of bells and whistles. It's just raw, controlled, power <laughs> it's just raw power
0: i love i i love that you grabbed the sfx too because we're big fans of sfx over yeah here, so it was neat to see that pop back up did you talk to venus or did you did i did you i talked to you Vinus, did and Dude, I, venus is the man
1: he, at first he was like hey let uh, you know alex is great you know you know he did a great video for the fiber laser would you like us to send you a fiber laser and i was like actually i had something else in mind <laughs> yes and yeah. but also
0: more <laughs> yeah and, and then
1: we had the conversation from there and he was like yes we need a video in Dude. america of someone really getting
0: showing what this machine could do venus has been begging me to take a fiber cleaner for so long and i've just not had the capacity yeah. to like handle we've got so many other projects going on around here you know yeah and it's just not been something that i've had the time to do Uh, so I'm really glad that you got to pick one up and I get to watch it on your channel instead yeah yeah I don't mind I'll do the review (laughs) yeah I'm sure you will (laughs) all all you see is voices
2: background of bricks fucking lasered all over the place (laughs) you
1: can come to Georgia anytime and we can do a week series of just cleaning everything you know I'm gonna you know I'm gonna
0: (laughs) Uh, let's see i uh, just wanted to shout out anthony real quick anthony says hey everybody another tuesday another late shift just wanted to drop in and say hey what up anthony dude thanks for swinging by john enjoyed the slow-mo guys reference it's hardly a reference man they have like 50 million subscribers or whatever (laughs) it's like everybody and their grandmother also daniel says alex i saw that cool unboxing of the gz tech gm80 laser source did you get around to testing that yet i'm about to pull the trigger on buying one i have not gotten around to testing it yet just based on the aesthetics and the feel of the thing when you take it. I mean, it just feels heavy duty. When you pull that kind of equipment out of the box, you can tell the heavy duty stuff from like the, yeah, like, oh this yeah, is gonna fall, yeah. but you know, it feels great. It looks great. I've seen it reviewed really positively from other people in the space. I would not hesitate to pull the trigger on it. If you do, certainly let them know you saw the unboxing. They're very upset with me right now because I promised them a fiber laser build project, which I have not started yet. So I need to get to that. That's Don't actually- you built
2: a human being
0: bro you know it's like <laughs> i keep saying that to people but i don't know if they uh are picking up what i'm putting down on that on that so <laughs>
2: they're like "We'll send baby goggles
0: yeah for real they're like get to work <laughs> yeah so they did send that out we did unbox it it feels really good i have very good feeling about it we have not started our build that we should do that soon actually we should put that on monday so that's the j it's a it's a jpt 80 no what is it? No, no this is from gz tech oh gz so, tech yeah so a bunch of dudes yeah at jpt were like jpt's not really innovating anymore we find that irritating so they bailed and they were just like we're gonna make our own so they started gz tech that's my understanding of it of course translated and then probably translated again and then told to me through a source from another source but you know that's kind of the short version so i'm, I'm stoked to play with it we mentioned a long time ago i think before we were you know do before you were doing youtube hard we were planning on doing like a fiber laser build from scratch our own controller our own Galvo head and that was the source so they they were like hey we'll send you a source just show it off while you're building the laser and I was like word I can do that so I'd I'd really like to start that we need to put that on Monday I don't know Kyle if you're listening can you like oh I am I'm here okay I'm not going to remember that 10 minutes from now but I'd really like to do that still so yes GZ Tech, totally, Uh I would go for it. That's, you know, at your own risk, but I would go for it.
2: Willie had a good comment here talking about using the new laser. Take that out to the tractor repair guys. Like literally, if you went to a show, when I go to, there's a Saturday market near me, that literally has like the knife sharpening guy and you pay cash only, and he just takes care of whatever you got. That's one of those things where you ask for a booth way down at the end.
1: <laughs> like <laughs> you say. It
2: still has electricity.
1: Bring stuff to get cleaned.
2: That's it. And literally it's like, I take cash cash right? that's it and like just yeah
1: because it works it works really fast
2: that's what dude like honestly there's some of those things that people would totally bring to you and just be like hey you need to get rid of that powder coating real quick i got you
0: i was on amazon recently looking for power supplies for this Mm -hmm. rig for LBX for our live broadcast, and I found Anchor actually sells power stations now that put out 220, 240. Like it's got the lock-in like power connector. I forget what it's called or whatever, yeah. but it can literally power stuff like that. Did you need a portable dryer?
1: I have a I have <laughs> a, a video coming up in a in a few weeks on uh do, you, portable power supplies, mm-hmm. and this particular machine requires six. 1000 watts when it's running mm. at 100% and I checked that with meters. I hooked up a special meter in line yeah. and yeah. I saw how much it's actually drawing. It gets to about 30 amps plus and it's about 6000 <laughs>
0: watts. What kind of breaker do you dude is that a 50 amp breaker? I put it yeah, I put in a 240 50
1: amp just for this yeah. machine. But uh, what I really want to know is how many watts it's drawing when the chiller is running mm. and the laser source when they mm. all cuz some you know the ch- the chiller doesn't run all the time. It only turns on when it needs to cool the head off and everything else.
0: Yeah, but so. compressors have like a high spike too when they start up. They do, oh, yeah, so I right? kinda like that's
1: why I say six thousand. It's kinda yeah. it kind of cruises at four and a half, but mm-hmm. then it peaks up to six thousand and then it comes back down. It's it's pretty I'm cool. I'm literally just laughing
2: yeah. out loud because I'm thinking about the idea that I just had and like you've got an extension cord going <laughs> down the sidewalk in some shop, just keeps having like
1: yeah. they're sitting there like damn cash register yeah. won't work yeah but dude it's you awesome. can definitely find a portable power supply to run your your rig there alex for sure yeah yeah
0: yeah totally john says soon laser everything will have 50 million subs that would be nice let's uh Let's let's advance that goal by smashing the like button, if we haven't already. And uh, it will not be in vain because we're broadcasting on L.E. TV right now. So if you smash the like button, it will stay smashed, uh, which means you <laughs> won't have to smash it next Tuesday because yeah. it should still be smashed at that point. What's GZ Tech Innovating? Sean's asking which part? Again, I don't have specifics. It's probably stuff over my head. I know one of the things that makes their sources stand out over the JPTs, for example, certainly things like rakus are the peak pulse output power. So instead of things capping off at like one and a half or two millijoules, you might see things start to peak at like three to five, depending on the source model. They have a really big catalog that goes into the details on all of that. But I know one of the things they were focusing on was getting those desktop style split machines or like the little cart style machines to be able to use sources that allow for higher peak pulse output power, Uh, because that's something that's been the same for a, a long time. And the issue there is that some of these sources, like the JPTs, basically just fiber lasers in general, I shouldn't even say JPTs, fiber lasers in general, the whole reason they're, they're pulsing is because the internals, you've seen Michael's cleaner, it's huge, it's a big thing, it's got a big fat fiber optic cable in it, the fiber optic cables inside of your laser sources on the desktop units are not built to handle that much juice for that long. They literally like will like burn out or melt down or whatever it is they do. So they have to pulse. Instead, they pulse that high power, and that even has a limit. If you push too much power through the fiber optics, you're going to damage the machine, so they have caps on the peak pulse output power. And one of the areas, according to my understanding of what I've been told in the conversations I've had, is that they're trying to push the limits of that. That's an area where they're, again, trying to perhaps innovate. I I don't I'm not a company rep. (laughs) I don't want to like make promises on behalf of them. Again, this is all kind of like translated from a guy from a guy. So this is just kind of the tea that I've sipped in my walks around with GZ Tech, but it, it looks very interesting. I'm still trying to teach myself about a lot of the stuff they have going on. And of course, all of that has been on hold because we've been working on the marketplace, uh, working on LATV, and I've been having a baby, and we've been moving, so I haven't really been in that headspace. So I'm gonna have to do some refreshers. But when we get to installing it and building the fiber laser, hopefully I can get a little more specific answering the questions you guys might have about it. So
1: I'm excited to see that too, Alex. Because I'm not gonna ever build my own fiber laser, but I think that just watching you go through the process will help me understand better what I'm looking at. Should I need to go into my own fiber laser, you know, just seeing how everything kind of links together and under understanding which part is controlling what i'm that's why i'm looking forward to your video
0: yeah i think putting something like that together for a video series will be really beneficial because if you understand how something is put together and and how it works i think you're that much more prepared to repair it or diagnose at the very least what's wrong you know if something happens and so and even beyond that like probably better positioned to utilize the tool if you understand what's inside of it and what's going on instead of it just being like a dark mystery box yeah definitely great point dude i'm, I'm stoked for it too for the same reason i'm gonna learn i'm, I'm definitely not going into this understanding 100 of what's going on in there so
2: i feel like the, the one thing I agree with what Michael's saying, and to add on to it, it's almost like when you look at a computer, like a PC that's in a tower, like it looks like it's some kind of contraption with all these different things tying together, but then you realize it's actually just a few things that really make everything work, and it's it's actually not too complicated. Like, it's not anything you should play around with, by the way, because like the power source and all that stuff, like, will give you a little jolt. Get your millijoule for real that way. <laughs> yeah, welcome to your millijoule. But, a couple of questions that I saw, one was actually from from Laura, Laser of Love Creations, way up at the top a while back, she had asked about glass. So hopefully she asked her question about glass engraving with Blazer
1: Orange. Have you ever used that, Michael? Uh, the Blazer Orange, the masking stuff? Yeah. Uh, that was specifically for laser for laser Mm -hmm. etching i have some on my wall i have used it before i think alex and i experimented with that when we were doing sandblasting we wanted to see if we could laser like put the mask on on a glass laser away what we wanted and then bring it over to the sandblasting cabinet and it worked
0: okay i think we ran into issues with the rotary before we ran into issues with the orange i I don't have anything wrong to say
1: about the orange like i just
0: don't specifically use it for that kind of masking but
1: but it did work in theory. I
2: was gonna say I've used, I've had success using the Blazer Orange just with the standard glass settings. The only thing that sucks about Blazer Orange is the fact that you have to weed out everything, like except for like the little that, stuff in
1: between. That's what it was. Alex and I realized we still had to do the weeding and we were like, yeah, screw this stuff. But yeah. if <laughs> you just
2: get like, what I did is I took like a tape and I just wrapped my hand in it where the sticky side was out basically. And I just kind of rolled my hand so it made almost like a lint brush on it. And that actually got a lot of it off. Oh, that's awesome. And then it was only like a couple of pieces, you know? But then you've got to wash the glass too now because you don't want to leave st- like residue on something you're sitting up to somebody be like, hey, here's your fancy glass. And they're like, what the f- is this? you know? So like, what did this gonna do to this glass? But it's, it, I feel like for the, and that was by the way for pint glasses before I got the UV. So yeah. I agree, thicker glass, Blazer Orange killed it to me.
1: And and one more pro tip, since we're talking about CO2s and glass. I know you're just talking about UV. I don't know if this applies to UV. You'll have to let me know. Another pro tip, in my experience... The cheaper the glass, the better it's going to engrave. It really is. The you The know cheaper why? quality of glass will always engrave better than the more expensive quality of glass. Lead content, baby. Yep. I was going to go, like that
2: and the silica, I feel like the silica isn't pressed as hard because they're moving them quick and it's like machine made versus like mm. the handmade stuff. And so the process that it goes through, I don't know if it cools quicker or something like that. Like it's just the process, but like, he's exactly right. Like the dollar store stuff, JDS has really great products that like, I, I really like their glass. I've heard people say like, well, I pay a quarter cheaper for that because where I get my stuff from and that's cool, but this thing gets make, made it to my door. There was one time where a couple came broken. I just sent that they were like send the whole case back. Yeah, I'll send you a new one. Yeah, they're good. Life. And so I really appreciate that kind of stuff. And it usually takes a couple days, and you know, but I I had really good luck too with the stuff from like the dollar store, Dollar General.
0: Willie says, by the way, got the official okay from the wife. We are going to Lbx. Hey, hey. nice. Cubing cracked is popping in to say, hey, what up, cubing? Good to see ya as usual. Cubing's asking, does anyone have tips for what to do once you get your CO two laser? I'm just about to get mine from shipping and wondered what to look out for. We talk about this fairly regularly on the podcast. Kyle, does your brain have on tap the episode where we went really in
3: depth on this topic? I don't, but I do have a good first pro tip. Don't mm. crush your toes. Yeah, that's helpful. That's a good start for sure. Ooh, I have a good one for Any you. wear thrill. steel toe boots if you have them.
2: Go to Lowe's or go to Home Depot, I agree with Kyle, and get a pry bar. Like if it's something that's getting dropped off and you have to crack it open, mm. just get a pry bar, man. Like it's like ten bucks and it's just so nice. Anytime you buy your Galvo, like mm. I think every Galvo that's come, the first time I was I was so nervous I was gonna break stuff with the pry bar and everything stays intact. Especially if you can make if you didn't buy a stand for it, you can use the wood to make a stand for it.
0: And when you're done unboxing the crate, you can pretend to be Gordon Freeman.
2: Yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm helpful. not
1: I'm not i just have the sound of the of the crowbar in my head now another thing is is i'm not sure who you got it from or what co2 model it is but usually there's you want to check for like, I mean, I'm assuming you're asking like what to check for to see if it's something's wrong or, or whatever, but look for like, how the gantries held in place, like release all those clips. Cause I don't know how well the instructions are going to come with it. Right.
0: Oh my God. Unzip, tie your gantry unzip before t- you turn
1: uh, it on, unzip, oh. tie your
3: gantry. That's I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. get, I am
1: yeah. trying to, I know we're talking about crowbars and stuff, but I'm trying so to like, think of, unzip your gantry after
3: you get it in place. Yes. Yes. After mm. you get it in place, don't turn it on side after you cut the zip tie off.
1: That's a bad idea. Take a open up panels. Take a look inside. Just look for anything that was put in there for shipping that like a piece of foam, random rogue Mm -hmm. pieces of foam that are left in there that you might not have seen or something because you might have done the zip ties and all of a sudden, you know, you're screwing around and there's some (laughs) some other piece of foam left in there that could jack your stuff up. So things
0: I always recommend every time this comes up and it comes up so often on this show is I would just rip all of the tubing out and replace it get good silicone tubing mm-hmm. and just yeah, put good silicone tubing in there if there's any spots in your case especially if it's the red and black where it's like bending up around a corner and up through like a hole and then twisted up into the you can get little 90 degree elbow joints and you just hose hose and then it'll just turn around corners no problem and you don't have to kink and bend the hose it's not a big deal when you first get the machine home and you plug it in but seven eight nine months of pushing hot water through a kinked silicone piece of tubing and it like starts to deform that way and eventually it just collapses on itself yeah it collapses in on itself and it's a big problem so just rip all of that out get rid of it put better silicone tubing in there. You just measure the inner diameter, outer diameter, go on Amazon, match it up, buy it, get a big length of it. You just cut it to the length you need. Replace all of the zip ties holding that tubing in in place with real hose clamps. (laughs) Again, just go on Amazon, get some real hose clamps and clamp the hoses to their little, you know, spigot ports because all of those kind of like generic machines, regardless of where they're coming from, omtech Momport, whatever. Even the Eon had some zip ties in it. Get rid of the zip ties. Put some hose clamps in your machine. I, I promise, if you go back in the history on the channel, you can find the exact day that my zip ties failed and my laser oh, dumped all of its water i the literally the chiller was going so it was just pumping water out onto the floor until the chiller was empty while the laser was running you know want that to happen just get some just get some hose clamps they cost nothing and then third mirrors and lenses god the lens that ships with the omtex is such a piece of garbage uh and you can get literally anything else and it's going to be better I really like uh, there's uh, 10 high, makes some really great ones on Amazon. Cloudray has some ones that I'm sure they've white labeled and uh, slapped their name on but they're decent. If you want to be ritzy, go to like American Photonics. It really doesn't matter. Just get anything else and just throw the lens that's in there. It's probably a 2-inch lens. Just throw it away. Just throw it in the garbage. And uh the mirrors. Get some what are the good ones called, Kyle? The not the
2: zinc selenium?
0: Yeah, uh Z. Yeah, that's
2: the zinc selenium ones. Yeah,
0: there's two kinds. There's CVD and it's like SVD. CVD are the Chinese ones. And then there's American ones and it's because the, the U S ones aren't just better because they're made in the U S the U S has a different process for putting the zinc, selenium coating on it or whatever. And it, it gives you a better reflection. I don't know how, why, whatever, get the, get the U S they So like $3 more.
2: If you look in the last, uh, was it was a millijoule number 10 or 11, where we actually, that was one of the things. That I yeah. brought up was the sale that was going on there.
3: Mm-hmm. The link American to Ford it actually Ford. goes
2: right to that zinc selenium uh the mirror set in American Photonics and it actually has an explanation of it on there. So I'll try and find that real quick. And but
0: we have we have links to all of this on the buying guide already. Right. Too. So if you go to lasereverything.net slash buying guide, literally all of it, including the silicone tubing, is on there waiting for you. So uh you can check that link out too. But just yeah.
2: While you're waiting the extra stuff that people forget about, go by, I don't know if you can see it or not, but literally the white lithium grease, you can go to Lowe's or uh, Home Depot. The
0: Lucas white lithium grease.
2: Yes, yeah, there it is right there. It's very so specific. Lucas White lithium, this tube was like six bucks. If you go on Amazon, they sell like five tubes at a time. You can't really find like one tube at a time.
0: You're not even going to go through one tube at, in the lifetime of the machine. So One tube is will
3: last you. Yeah, if, if you're using it the way you should.
2: So go take the time to find it. So that'll be good because if your gantry comes and it's not really uh, – I know this sounds so weird because we've been talking about kinks and hose, and now I'm talking about lubrication in uh, <laughs> small packets. Uh, but for cleanliness, also make sure you get lens wipes. Like, honestly, go to Sam's Club or, like, I got a box of these little guys here, and they're awesome because this works for mirrors. And, dude, I just got done doing acrylic. Like, I, uh, that's the – plastic payday video. I mean, I did like four hours worth of acrylic cutting and engraving and that dust goes everywhere. Even with great exhaust, even with air supply, it's just everywhere. And so when I took out the lens to clean it, this just makes life super easy, super quick. You can toss them, trash them. That way you're not using something dirty. You're not messing up anything. So that's a really good thing to get now.
0: Kyle, are you still going to do an episode on
3: like re-greasing gantry rails? Uh, yes, I will be doing a maintenance video at some point. Because
0: I remember I was doing it one way, and you were like, "What the fuck are you doing?"
3: And I was like, "Yeah, in my rails." And you're like, "No, you're not." The, the equivalent to that. Okay, so just <laughs> for that. context, just for context, <laughs> there is a grease port on rail blocks. Okay, some of them are blocked with a little Allen bolt, and some of them are not. Either way, it doesn't matter, but that's actually a grease fitting. So some people will tell you to put lube directly on the rail and just leave it there. And that's just gross because then it picks up everything in the air that floats past it. It's like taking a piece of duct tape and sticking it to the front of your car with the sticky part out and you just catch everything on the way by. (laughs) That's a great way to look at it, too. So, there's a, there's a fitting that you can pump oil into, and it gets it directly into the bearing, and now you don't have grease all over your rail that you have to either clean off or leave there, right? See, now, I, this is a uh, an audio podcast,
0: and I have the benefit of being here live, and I have video. And I still have no idea what you're talking about. So you're definitely gonna have to make a video about this. I will. I can't see it. And it's, I'm
3: confused.
2: I actually need to do mine again. So we can do that together. That'd be an confused
3: one. and scared. We could tag team that <laughs> one. <laughs> I heard grease and nipples <laughs> like. And tag
2: team
0: <laughs> oh, <geez>. buckshot <laughs> says, uh, LMAO half-life boys. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah, dude, always no, forever. Forever. Cubing cracked. Uh, did confirm. Omtec, red and black, hundred watt. Uh, nice, so cool. Thank cool. you for clarifying. Yeah, and check your alignment. Check your belts.
2: Way to go! By the way, getting that machine,
0: dude. uh, Gretsch Zeppelin is asking why cubing can't decrate his laser with a twelve gauge. Well. You might, I thought you might, Buckshot would ask that, actually. <laughs> you might do more than unbox. Cuban cracked is saying, sorry to bother with another question. Never, dude. That's ridiculous. What kind of lens do I need for a 100-watt uh, fiber? Every time I look for a lens, they say it's only made for 60 watts or lower. Ooh. So, first of all, you can use any lens, and it's probably going to be fine. But what they really want you to get, are
3: Kyle? Quartz lenses. There it is. Uh, the reason why they're saying that is because quartz lenses can handle the additional power that you're throwing through it in that level of density. So there is a potential for breaking, shattering... Cracking the lens, it kind of behaves almost like if there was dirt on the lens, and you hit it with like a 60 watt or a 30 watt, and it it just superheated the glass where that speck of stuff is, and it breaks it. It can do the same thing if you crank the power up and it heats up the the glass, even if there's nothing on the, the lens. What's your anecdotal experience been with that, Kyle? I don't know because I have quartz lenses for it. <laughs> all of your lenses are quartz? Most of mine are quartz, uh, not all of them. We need to do some science. I want do some I fact could, finding on that i mean i i guess i could for science it and throw a crappy like 70 millimeter lens and just crank the power to 100 and bury it into some steel and see what happens just run it for like 24 hours maybe not a 70 actually because i don't want it to be that close to the the lens when it or the material that close to the lens i was gonna say it just shatters everywhere <laughs> no we need may, maybe like a 150 i want a little focus distance <laughs> (laughs) between the the rest of the machine and the
0: set up some cardboard around it to catch all the fragmentation
3: we'll figure something out to test that later
0: sam is asking and this is kind of a kyle question because it's very lightburn specific and you've been keeping up with this kyle you all hear anything when lightburn macro feature will work for galvo also any plans on making lightburn macro videos for gantry on laser everything
3: we've not dug into
0: that yet is that like like macro like Computer macro?
3: That's what I'm assuming he's referring to. Yeah.
0: I didn't even know that Lightburn had macro capabilities. That's interesting. Yeah, I've, I haven't
1: dug into it at all. I haven't had a use case for it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, well, some. I'm sure somebody's going to find a use case for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to ignore it now that I know that it exists. We'll have to touch on it, but I don't know what Lightburn's plans are for introducing that to Galvo. We can certainly look into it on uh, gantry, though. I have no problem with that. Hey, love just dropped us, uh, ye old. Super chat,
3: $9.99. Yay, thank you, Thanks so thank much, Laura. Love. Thank you. Call Graphics says, Macron told me to use two different computers when doing two different uh, lasers. So that is required if you're using EasyCAD, which is what ships with the machine by default. So they're not wrong, but you do have additional capabilities when you, you opt to use Lightburn. And the ability to use one computer to do many lasers is one of them. I mean, if you can afford it, that would be like the ideal answer. I would still prefer using one computer, to be honest, because I have... I I don't have room for like six computers down here.
2: (laughs) The only reason I was saying ideal is like, if you ever decide to uh, either run out of room or you have to move something, like I'm actually upgrading to a new computer Kyle has laughed at me because I've had this new computer for like two weeks and I still haven't moved everything over to it but like I'm in the middle of jobs and things work right here so I'm just like let me just I'll just leave it for a little bit like I'm that guy like if it works don't with it but either way it's one of those things where like it'll be nice too because I've got a couple different things heading this way that need another computer so I actually be able to kind of take that over there but as you're growing I agree with Kyle like if you don't need to spend the money why would you know why right if that's an expense because that few hundred dollars like that three or four hundred dollars to get machine that'll run it can buy you the lenses, it can buy you the mirrors, it can buy you all the extra stuff that we just talked about, and keeps you in the black, which is where you want to be.
3: Austin says, what do you guys use for design software? I have a hard time using Adobe, but if it comes to it, I'll suck it up. At least a lot of us on the Lightburn team, not everybody, or not, oh my god, Lightburn. Everybody on the Laser Everything team enjoys using Adobe products for the most part. However, I like to use Lightburn for a lot of my simple stuff. If I'm not being super artistic, if I can do it with basic shapes, with letters, using Boolean, Subtract, and Union, and you know whatever other... If I don't have to go crazy with Adobe, and I can do it faster in Lightburn, I will absolutely do it in Lightburn. But yeah, we've, we've dabbled with a little bit of everything from Inkscape to Affinity to Adobe to microsoft paint <laughs> so uh
1: <laughs> just uh get get over get get through crash through the adobe doors man just just don't yeah. don't let those big tall castle doors be scary you know you're gonna get through them once you get through them and you're you're in the adobe castle you'll look back and realize that it's gonna be really beneficial and and uh and i can see how Lightburn is very uh, official you know uh very helpful at making like um, cutting designs and using the tools that are in Lightburn for for mapping out. Like I watched you, Kyle, make that rotary jig for the business cards, you know, in Lightburn. So quick that, and easy, that was awesome. Could you do that in Adobe? Totally. But like, you know, if you've got Lightburn and it's and you know the tools, then that's great. But for design, you yep. you did say what design software. So for design, you're really just gonna wanna break break through and and just keep at Adobe until you're comfortable and you're out of the uncomfortable zone.
2: And one thing I would add to both of what these guys said is price I know is something that people get a little agitated about because they have to pay a a fee, but we had may come on before if you guys don't know her she's awesome and she's one of the adobe like the team basically like their ambassadors and she was talking about the different price scales that they have so if you only are going to use adobe illustrator you can just buy adobe illustrator if you're only gonna use Express. But I mean, once, I think like Michael said, once you start using the software and you watch a few videos to learn what it is you're trying to do, and you can do it. And I know Alex has videos too of using Adobe. Michael has some, like the video you just dropped.
0: And inkscape. Yep. Yep. And uh, the one that I never use because it's weird. Affinity Designer, sorry. Oh yeah. Having a stroke. Uh, but-
2: michael's last video literally talks about how to go through and do all that so it's really cool or maybe yeah. not last video but the last one i looked at no it's, was, lot,
1: it's I, the most recent one has a lot yeah of good it adobe. popped up oh. on my thing and i was like oh this is cool <laughs> a lot of good adobe stuff in there like the whole video is almost adobe
2: yeah and so that's what i was gonna say so see my brain knows stuff but long story short don't be afraid that that's to me it's one of those things like you're investing in it it's not a cost so much as it is like a utility pro yeah. tip
1: if you have anyone in your household. Either yourself or maybe your wife that is an educator or a teacher, they will give you everything for a ridiculously cheap price. Every piece of Adobe software that they make, like for, I don't even, it's like 20 bucks or something. If you can prove that you're an educator. Yeah. Educator or student, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah either one. And you just get the whole yeah. thing. It, it's killing
2: $1,500 community college course, get that, uh, <laughs> educator or student email, send it in, spend more, save more.
0: Or, you know, pay for Adobe. It's not that expensive and it's a critical. This guy's tool. crazy. It's critical.
3: Cuban Crack says, so if I was going to just do 50% power for five by seven pictures with a 400 millimeter lens, would that be all right? Where'd you get a 400 millimeter lens, dude? How is your tower tall enough? Do you have a, what is that? Just stands there with it. Would an eighty centimeter even cut it for that? An eighty would probably, yeah, because uh, a three yeah. hundred's four hundred and sixty-three millimeters for me.
2: It'd be it. they me the tippy top though.
3: Yeah, depending on what you're marking. I mean, if you have a legit four hundred millimeter workspace lens, that that's huge. Could that be like five seventy? What are you even uh, putting you, under You that? could try it. I wouldn't do it with a very expensive lens if you're going to give it a go, unless it's made for it. If you're going to test it out, test it with a test it with a cheap lens.
2: My first thought is like really cool aluminum signs and signage for factories and power plants
0: we need to get this kid on here i want to talk i want to talk to cubing i want to get him on here we need to do like a cubing cracked interview i want his story this kid's so interesting to me he's coming on asking we're the gonna
2: crack cubing cracked
0: yeah like a great oh, that's such a good <laughs> that's such a good title i i want i want to have him on we're gonna cubing you're coming on i saw moss i'm to shout this one out real quick moss says 60 watt em7 jpt cloud ray mopa seeing a couple warps in my cloud ray enclosure in the shape of what i was burning these lasers are kind of scary one in the top and one in the side holy moly! i can send pics if needed hey guess what these lasers generate laser radiation and it fills the room that you're in glasses on or the or the enclosure where are your goddamn safety glasses please these things are dangerous they are scary they're not toys they're bad for you it's not you know it's not something where it's like gonna melt your skin off and give you cancer it's not that kind of radiation but it's radiation, and it's uh, it's real bad for your eyes, so please make sure you're wearing safety goggles and maybe don't get naked and tan in front of it. Unless it's
2: a UV machine.
0: Yeah, for the most part guys, like these are infrared lasers. They're like space heaters. Really focused space heaters. But they can still blind you. And it's just like, this, this kind of stuff, I don't even need to see pictures. I've seen pictures of this kind of phenomenon before. And it's real, and these things reflect, even when they don't look like they are reflecting you just can't see it so please exercise caution use your equipment wisely and safely and to moss it sounds bro like your enclosure is doing its job by absorbing that stuff instead of you so i you know don't trip i i just keep using it but you know i would uh put some eyewear
3: on if you're not keep keep an eye on it yeah and if
1: and and moss if if you want to see it safely you can go over a little shameless self promotion and watch my video seeing the unseen if you (laughs) if you would like to see it safely
2: yeah, like, I, I see two things, because that one relates to kind of what you guys are talking about, which is Gretchling asks, do you think that the what's coming off the lasers messes with monitors at all, like computer
0: I monitors? I mean... Not unless it's like a direct reflection.
3: The The passive rays filling the room probably wouldn't affect the monitors, not in the short term by any means. Probably 10 years from now, if you unbox a new one compared to the old one you have, you'd probably have more wear from just using the monitor. But di- direct rays is, is what's occurring direct reflections. I,
0: the monitor being on is probably doing more damage to the monitor than the laser will in a lifetime. Yeah. Your use. eyes are far more sensitive.
2: Now it will mess up remote controls that are IR remote controls like well, that we've talked about. It will interfere. not mess it up but it just interfere.
0: Yeah with remote controls and all w- laser wavelengths can damage camera sensors so uh, sure. unless you've got a bunch of super expensive cameras lying around and you can spare one if something bad happens uh, i would i would go like for you. like a cheapo webcam <laughs> like you yeah that's right i have yes the I lma if you
2: can spare one send one to me i'll send you my address
0: the lma positions us very well to capture high quality footage of these machines but for the general public i would recommend a cheap ass webcam because you
3: you can damage camera sensors point in case i'm using in the cannon to capture the coin right now.
2: And I was going to say, if you notice with Kyle's (laughs) it's not directly above it, it's off to the side and over. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's off to the side and over, away from the the redirection angle of the the beam hitting the coin.
0: uh, Miranda says somebody posted a picture of burned goggles recently, I believe. I think it was flashback. I didn't mm, see that. Did you guys see that? I'm assuming she's talking about Facebook because that's where she lurks. I
2: saw something on Facebook earlier, but I didn't know what it was because I didn't have my glasses with me. But it was like a melted... Something flash, but I think it was next to like a diode from a CO2 maybe. Or,
1: a, or, a, or, a, or a diode, maybe. I thought it was a diode. Matt is like the, the
2: Wilma of laser everything. I can't see without. No, I'm sorry. Listen here, I don't know who said that because I'm also partially deaf, but. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the other thing I was going to tell you for the F the the going back to Cuban cracked, it was the, he said it's a 300 by 300 workspace. He just saw the number 400 on it because that's the F equals 430.
3: Okay. So that's
2: what that is. So I mean,
3: sorry. Yeah. You can get a a pretty cheap 300 lens replaced if it's, unless it's quartz, then you're probably docking a couple hundred bucks. I've
2: run pretty high power through 300 before often. So I feel like you can do that pretty steadily without any issues
0: yeah, i think the i think the real quartz lenses are like 350 to 400 dollars, depending on the focal length Ye- yeah they are not
2: on 100 watt by the way to clarify
0: if you're spending 80 bucks on a quartz lens it's probably not quartz we've done our we've done our our dill to du- ju- d- diligence <laughs> there you go michael that's what that radiation for you <laughs> that one's for you buddy um kyle are we gonna get to see this coin before we 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 roll out you okay. can see it in the video that's gonna be coming out ah yeah. all right he's Oof. gonna make us wait for the teaser Michael what's on the horizon over at laser engraving 911
1: uh what's on the horizon uh next one I got coming out is gonna be pretty cool it, it's uh it's gonna be on a a widow fiber laser
0: a li- <laughs> uh, itty bitty uh, bitty a widow baby yeah it's a widow baby but it's pretty cool actually Joe Nope. No. I like it. Can't wait to see it. Go subscribe to Michael's channel, guys. Laser Engraving 911. If yes. you are joining us from Michael's channel tonight, thanks for being here. We appreciate having you guys oh, yeah. around. And uh, don't forget, you can catch the Laser Source Podcast from now on, right here on Laser Everything TV Tuesdays at 9 o'clock p.m. EST for, again, multiple reasons. Uh, We (laughs) kind of talked about it while we were testing things earlier, but essentially it's going to speed up our our editing workflow. And uh, Michael said, not Michael Mullins here with us, but Michael, the editor, said that he can basically crank these out Four times faster when he's just doing audio. So, if you want to see the video, if you like seeing our smiling faces, come live. Be here for the live show, like you guys are right now, because this is going to be the only video. Uh, the next time we upload an episode of the podcast edited to the channel, it's going to be audio only. So, make sure you keep it locked to LA TV on those Tuesdays, so that you can hit that up here. And uh, Dave. Shout out to yeah, Dave for Dave. a uh, a for thirteen ninety nine super chat. What does is, is he's not? Have they always been like ninety nines? Has it always been like that? It's so weird. Uh, know, keep up Canadian, the great so works, yeah. gents. Thumbs up. Word. Thank you, we man. Appreciate you, Dave. And uh, thank you to everybody else who came here and hung out with us live tonight i seriously and sincerely appreciate each and every one of you being here if you got value out of this episode of the laser source podcast don't forget to smash the like button let everybody else know the content is good and don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you get notified the next time we upload an episode to the channel Boyce would like you to go buy some merch it's lasereverythingnet slash merch and, yeah. hey, we matchies Oh, we're um, like the negatives of each other I know, I like it oh, <laughs> Kyle's, Kyle's whoop. Hey, oh, look at that no. Ching. Fancy. If you're yeah. listening to the audio version of this, you should have been here live Now you're going to have to wait for Kyle's episode to come out Oh, he's and, also uh, wants
2: keeping cracked to DM him So we can get you on the you show If you haven't
0: already bought your LBX tickets, make sure you do it So that we can hang out there In person in October. Really look forward to seeing you guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll be there. That's it. The, that's the end of the show. We are going to cut back to TV now because we can do that, which is pretty dope, and uh, enjoy it. I think Jessica is going to have some new episodes added to that playlist soon, so you should see the content over there continue to expand. Is there anything else am I missing, guys? I'm good. Discord, LMA discord and lma and uh yeah the uh what's the other one oh facebook gross um <laughs> links to all those down in the description uh discord facebook absolutely free if you need help If you didn't get your question answered, hit those places up. Uh, We will get to you as fast as humanly possible, or one of our great community members will like Michael Dias uh, or Anthony. So links to those are are down there too. If you enjoy what we do over here at Laser Everything, it's all thanks to our LMA members. They make all of the content that we upload here uh, available for everyone for free. Uh, We don't lock anything behind paywalls because we have the LMA that supports the channel and if you're not already a member over there uh consider going to sign up you can find out more over at masters.lasereverything.net i think that's all i've got if you guys are good then thank you so much for listening to this episode of the laser source podcast and we will see you in the next one have a great night